0: to connect with the people you're allowing to speak into your life, like maybe people whose podcast you're listening to. I know I do. The more I get a sense of who someone is, how they live their life, what's important to them, the struggles they have, the more I connect with them. The more I connect with them, the more I trust them. And trust is not an easy thing to come by when it's been damaged for you. In today's episode, I'm doing something I have never done in any public arena. I've invited my wife to come on the podcast to talk about our life together. I'm Sarah Morales, the host of this podcast. This is my weekly invitation to you to be on my podcast. If you have any interest, please don't hesitate to contact me. I'd love to address any concerns you might have and make it an experience where you are being helped and I can help a lot of other people too. Go to sarahmoralescoaching.com backward slash contact to get the ball rolling. As I said in my intro, today I invited my wife, Melanie, to be on the show. She's a fairly shy or introverted person, so this is a real treat. So who is this woman that has been behind the scenes supporting my passion in pursuit of bringing my deconstructing gaslighting offerings to the world? Melanie is a graphic designer turned nurse, turned travel nurse. She loves experiencing new things and will never say no to trying a new cheese. Seriously, y'all, her love of cheese is you'd think she was from Wisconsin like me. She also loves trying new beer or wine or new restaurants. She loves her people well. I can attest to that. And her favorite day of her life was when I said yes to marrying her. Thanks, babe, for coming on the show with me.
1: Glad to be here. Also, I wrote that. I will <laughs> attest to that.
0: It wasn't she did. something
1: that Sarah came up with.
0: <laughs> true, 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 true. I didn't write that for her. <laughs> Um, So we're going to skip the word of the day today and jump right into story time. Um, I really kind of wanted to do two things during this. We're kind of calling this date night with Melanie and Sarah because we're here and we're just enjoying spending some time together and we're going to have some wine and some ice cream and different things like that. And. Um, my goal for this time was kind of twofold, like I said in the intro, for my listeners to get to know me on a more personal level by me bringing my wife to you all. But secondly, to talk about some of the things that we've learned about relationship that a lot of um, – people ask me about relationship, the things that I've learned that might be helpful to those of you who have obviously experienced gaslighting. That's why you listen to my podcast. So we're going to do a little bit of back and forth. Melanie has written a bunch of different questions that are kind of more the fun variety of questions, and we're going to randomly pull them out of a hat and answer them. I have no clue, y'all, what the questions are. So Um, we'll, we'll see what comes out of my mouth with those. And then I've come up with a few kind of more serious questions, as well as I reached out to a couple of people asking, what are some questions that y'all would want to know about mine and Melanie's relationship and, um, come up with some answers for those too. But let's do the fun ones first. See how many we get in before we want to move to the serious ones. Let's do it. Okay. You start us off. Okay. Pulling out magic question. Number one out of the Packer hat. (laughs) okay how would we spend a million dollars oh you want to go first
1: um i think i would probably put it in investments for the most part no way but i think (sighs) my guess for sarah is that with her half we would have quite a bit of fun
0: and adventure So it'd be like a saving plus fun. Oh, so this is, this wasn't a question how each of us individually would spend a million dollars, but how would we as a couple? Oh, how would we spend a million dollars? Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. (laughs) Very accurate answer. I do. (laughs) My wife is very thrifty y'all. And also, um she likes to, uh, invest and do different things. She's worked really hard. Um, the, the nurse to travel nurse and all of those different things. It's one of the things, um, spoiler that I noticed about her right away, kind of first impressions was, um, kind of how independent she was and how hard she worked. And I really liked that. And so I can definitely see us, um, investing quite a bit of that, but then also traveling. We both love to travel. Travel. So we've got some bucket list things that we want to do.
1: Hot tub would happen for sure. For
0: sure. In our backyard. Yeah. That's something we don't have yet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we might have a separate backyard in a different state.
0: Yes. (laughs) Getting out of this Texas heat. Yeah. Two hot tubs. Oh, yeah. Probably. For sure. All right. Next question. You want to pick? Sure. I'll pick this time. Oops. Oops. All right. Would your partner. Rather have a mullet for a year or be bald for six months? Well, I know this answer for you because you told me once about how maybe once a year you want to go bald, but you never do it. So this would be your excuse to do it, no matter the repercussions. So I think you would choose to be bald for six months. Well,
1: okay, I think I would actually do the mullet just because... Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Well, every time I consider... Going bald, I always decide that my head isn't shaped well for it. So even though i on the inside, I want to be a person mm. that has that haircut, mm-hmm. I always decide, and my hair is pretty close to a mullet anyway, <laughs> probably had to add some bangs uh-huh. but I think for you, it's bald. i I don't think a mullet would do much <laughs> <laughs> What are you trying to say? <laughs> I feel like you've also talked about chopping your hair off.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've had short hair before. I feel like yeah. it, it'd be easier to grow back my long hair from a mullet than it would be from bald. Oh. But I feel like it'd be less embarrassing to have to be bald than it would be to have a mullet.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: Like I could just rock my Sinead O'Connor. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Next, right. next question. All
1: right. If you had a yacht and you had to name it after me, what would you name it? Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> wow. Okay, you go first because <laughs> you probably had time to think about this. Okay, one. I did have time to think about this yeah. one because I I mostly found these questions off Google. Honestly, I didn't pick uh-uh. them up. But um, I think yours would be like the friendly Taurus. Oh, because okay. I think you identify a lot with the Taurus. But I also think when people imagine like the bull tourist, they kind of imagine someone like mean, mm. but you're very warm and like kind. Okay. So that's be kind of a weird yacht to get on, but that's, that's mm-hmm. the name.
0: <laughs> okay. um, Boy, this is a hard question y'all to be put on the spot. Like there's so many different like things that I'm thinking of, like that are attributes about my wife. I think it'd be gangster walk. Yeah, like she's actually. People will like comment to her when she's on the floor <laughs> doing her nursing job of her little gangster <laughs> walk. She's like all fa- five foot two and has this attitude of like, "Watch out, bitches!" Like I am in my gangster groove. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. a
1: weird walk for a nurse to have, maybe or one that you wouldn't expect. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, for Ga- sure. Gangster walk. I would yeah. ride on that. Yacht. That's that would be a fun yacht to get on.
0: For sure. For sure.
1: Okay. No, next. Okay. Let's see. Which family member of yours does your spouse have the most in common with?
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that one's easy for me to answer because um, Melanie and my mom um, exchange wordle texts on the daily. (laughs) So um, they, I won't, I won't, Mention. Okay. Yes, I will. That my, my wife is actually fairly competitive about it. Like she <laughs> wants to beat Donna <laughs> and my mom is very good at wordle So she it's a, is. it's a very entertaining, um, thing, but it's actually, um, one of the things that has really delighted me about my wife is, is seeing the way that she connects with my, my family it has been a real special treat for me. Aww. Um,
1: my answer is either my brother's girlfriend Kendall, because oh. you guys have <laughs> uh-huh. some of the same like woo slash horoscope mm-hmm. slash I can see that connection. I don't know stuff like that connection. Um, and then also maybe my twin sisters' husband is mm. y'all both got to put up with us. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, but in a in a good way. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right. All right. What else we got in that Green Bay Packer hat over there?
1: Let's see what else. If we made a movie together, what would the title be?
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay,
1: you go first. Um, I want to say like Renovating Adventures, but that's not really that
0: mm. fun. No, that's not a fun movie. So yeah.
1: It, w- it might be on HGTV, though.
0: Oh, a movie on HGTV? They don't have those, do they? No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, what's your answer? (laughs) I'm trying to think, well, what would it be about? Like, I wanted to say something like Thelma and Louise or something like that, but it would just be like Sarah and Melanie, but nobody would get that that's what it would be about because it's not Thelma and Louise, but it would definitely have that kind of feel and vibe to it, I think.
1: Yeah. We could just do Sarah and Melanie and people could like, they'd have to watch to figure out (laughs) something, what what the vibe was.
0: I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I'm feeling tapped for like creativity on that one
1: yeah let's Okay, moving moving
0: on people moving on y'all can submit what movie title you think we should name our movie (laughs) (laughs)
1: um okay what is the one thing your spouse can't live without
0: cuddles for my wife it's cuddles Mm, for sure yeah no she would not do well without (laughs) cuddles for very long at all (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for Sarah, Sarah couldn't live without uh Cardio Funk. Oh, her new <laughs> yes, my new her love. New love. <laughs> it's kind of like a tie, like Cardio Funk, me, her parents, and kids. It's like a, yeah. it's like a. I guess car- it feels shallow to have cardio funk in there once I yeah. list everything. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of my people, I would say, probably. It's people, time and nature, and like... Cardio.
0: cardio some sort funk. of exercise. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's accurate. Yeah. All right. You got one more in there or are we done? We have one more. All right. Let's see. Which room in your house would your spouse most like to remodel?
0: Oh. Um, I wonder if we're the same on this. Am I supposed to guess? Which one you would like, or are we supposed yeah, to state you're supposed which to guess. one? Oh, okay. Do you want to go first?
1: Um, you already have yours in mind.
0: I know what I would want okay. to remodel. <laughs> I'm not sure if I know what you would want to okay. remodel. Well,
1: my answer for you is actually like the outside of the house. Because oh. I know you want gutters, I know you want mm. a hot tub and
0: xeriscaping, Zeri- mm-hmm.
1: So that was my answer
0: mm. for you. Should I tell you what it actually is? Our bathroom. Oh, that comes before all yeah. those things. Yeah, maybe. Because oh, it drips like every night. Oh. And all the different that's things. Really like old tile. That's old Oh. Yeah. Okay. The countertop. Yeah. It'd okay. be our bathroom for sure. Okay. We've done a lot of remodeling work. For those of you who don't know, we um, converted our garage into um, a suite, a really kick-ass suite for my parents for when they come to escape uh, the cold, harsh Wisconsin winters down here in Texas. Um and so we've we've got some remodeling experience under our thumbs, but, uh, yeah, that bathroom needs a little help. Both bathrooms upstairs, actually. Okay, so now I need to guess what you would want to remodel first. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm going to say – I'm going to say actually outside for you.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it became outside once I,
0: like, was thinking what your answer mm-hmm. would be, and then I was like, ooh, that would be great. hmm So – there's some fun answers. All right. Well, that was a little bit of just kind of fun, random fire question, rapid fire, random rapid fire <laughs> questions. Um, so let's move on to some of the kind of more serious. For the record, we
1: yeah. actually haven't gotten very deep into the wine
0: yet. No, we haven't. <laughs> like maybe here, two have, have in. a drink. Have a drink. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So the first question that I have down in my notes is, and you can't read. Don't read my answers. were what were your first impressions of me
1: that was actually in the hat but then i did peek already Mm -mm.
0: (laughs) she likes to cheat (laughs) y'all
1: and so i just Mm. when i i just put it off to the side okay that's funny that we both had it in there yeah
0: yeah so what were your first impressions
1: first impression of you
0: um so i wasn't
1: someone to really get nervous on first dates um And I didn't think I would. But then, like, pretty shortly after I met Sarah, I became very nervous. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Probably more nervous than her. Um, But, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, very attractive, obviously. 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 (laughs) And he seemed, like, very together. Mm. And also, I think, like... I think I was intrigued because you seemed like you had, like, a lot going on, like, a lot of, like, thoughts internally that weren't, like, super obvious. Oh, externally. okay. Deep thinker, deep thinker, yeah. Deep thinker. Uh-huh. And I remember that you were very warm.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. How long do you think, like, first impressions, like, what did you cone up through? That first date, second date, like, before first date?
1: I was thinking like, just first date okay. alone.
0: Okay. It's your first date. Yeah. Gotcha. Should
1: I have
0: gone longer? No, whatever. I should hear. Okay. Okay. So uh, for me, um, so I was texting a friend not that long ago, and um, I was going down memory lane, and I actually found uh, this very crucial... (laughs) text it was crucial yes because this may have been the moment like the moment that i'm like oh my gosh like this girl is great Mm. um so it was actually before we were dating um well before our first date we were just doing text exchanges and stuff and y'all i know i probably come across a certain way on my podcast but i hadn't really dated ever in my life like I did the whole super Christian thing where you don't really date and then you're like betrothed and like you're married in six months and I didn't really date in high school. And so I had dated a little bit before Melanie, maybe for like a year, but not that many people during that year. And so I would get super anxious and nervous whenever it was time to go on a first date. Um because I really didn't know what I was doing. It's like 41 years old, like dating. <laughs> what are you <laughs> For the first time. Um, so I, I sent her this text and I said, so I'm actually reading it right now. It says, so remember how you said geeky and awkward were your style? Well, first dates make me anxious. So my awkwardness and shyness will be in full effect for the first 10 minutes or so. Thought I should give you a fair warning. And here was the crucial... Response She said, and I quote Zmelny So we're officially scheduling fi- 10 to 15 minutes of super awkward time on our date. It can be competition style. So you can be or say the most awkward thing during the time. Automatic win for either person that is silent the entire time, and all requests for extension of awkward time will be granted. Um, and I just thought. You know, I was sexing with my friend and we were talking about how it was both humorous and empathetic at the same time. It was like she didn't just like dismiss it like, no, you don't need to be awkward and all that kind of stuff. It's like she made this really kind of fun thing about it and was humorous. And it like immediately... um kind of put me in this place where I felt comfortable and I felt like approachable, like she was approachable and all of these things. So it was a really, really, I mean, I joke about it being crucial, but it really was an important thing, important enough for me to take screenshots and remember. And I remember I probably sent all of my friends (laughs) like, oh my gosh, you guys look at this text that she just sent. Isn't this the greatest thing? Um,
1: Okay. Quick thing. I think you should have been warned about my competitive level because mm. i already made the awkwardness a competition
2: uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> true it should sure have been a red flag like watch out it this girl is super com-
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> she is very competitive y'all very um okay so some of the other things i noticed between our texting and i would say our first to maybe including second date um was that you had a really good sense of humor and very intelligent which for me, intelligence is sexy, y'all. Um, independent. I liked your level of independence. And I could tell that you were really driven. And um, that was something that was attractive to me. Uh, I could tell that you were definitely into me, which <laughs> which it sounds vain, but, but stay with me you all because it was important to me because of my history, right? Because I had been in a long marriage where a large majority of it I didn't really feel like they were that into me. And then I dated two people for any length of time previously to Melanie where both I felt they weren't as into me as I was into them and or as much as I expected somebody who said that they were into me would be into me. So it sounds silly, but at the same time, it actually was really important, like to to feel that and to know it and to not have to guess about it was was really important to me. Um and then um, I also thought that you were fun and, uh, and really enjoyable conversations. And I, could, I got the sense that you were pretty confident. And those are just a few things that I had as first impressions. So... um I really
1: led you astray in that first uh, first kind <laughs> maybe maybe in some of
0: them. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, put our best. It's all it's it's you know normal to put our best foot forward. I mean, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so here's a question. Submitted by one of my listeners. Okay. <laughs> and the question is, how did you know you were happy versus when we kind of, a lot of us do this thing, kind of self-gaslighting thing of telling ourselves we should be happy. Um, a, a similar question would be, how did I know that I was being loved well?
1: Mm.
0: Do you want to give a stab at that answer before I give mine? I, oh.
1: I feel like a... It's a little unfair because you've thought about this. Yeah. Do you want me to go first? Sure.
0: Okay. first. So for me, um, as far as how did I know I was happy versus telling myself I should be happy, uh, kind of a little bit of a spoiler is um, in in answer to another question. I'm going to talk about values. And by the time I got to dating Melanie, I was really pretty clear of what I was looking for in a relationship and in my potential intimate partner. And so, um, I think one of the things that stood out to me was the effortlessness of our relationship early on. Um, and it wasn't like that kind of, you know, thing where it's a new relationship. And so you're just like blind to all of this stuff. It it just was really effortless. Like everything felt like this is how this should be right. Like, um, especially, in the area of mutuality. And um, I think one of the pivotal points for me early on, at least, was the first overnight date that we had. And I w- I remember telling a, a number of my-, my close people, like, y'all, I experienced all five love languages and one date. And I was like geeking out about that and just so impressed that, you know, you showed up with flowers, you left a note for me the next day, you know, all of these things where it hit each of the different things. And so for me, I didn't like have to try to convince myself that it was beautiful or that it was good or, or that I felt happy because I just did. Um, So as far as the happy thing, and then how did I know that I was being loved? Well, Um, for me, I think a couple other things that I would point out for me, um, and this is where I would probably get into some of the stuff I would love to, to share with my listeners, the things that I would love for you all to be looking for too. Um, I mentioned it already was mutuality, right? Like I could tell that you were interested in my thoughts and my feelings and my needs as much as your own, if not more, (laughs) which is a little bit joke, but um, not really like you, you really were like you, you wanted to know what was important to me and you showed up for things like my kids and different things like that. And so um, when I had experience such a contrast the other like probably at least the first year of our relationship like when we would sit down and plan meals together i'd be like wait you're helping me like i was so used to not having had a true partner that when i finally had a true partner showing up um i was like wow this this is amazing this is different um another thing that stands out to me is um her commitment to me um, to make me feel safe from early, early on. Like, I want to say even before we were um, dating exclusively, uh, she was travel nursing at the time. And um, it was about a four-hour drive, I think, from where I lived. And um, one weekend she was she was going to go to her assignment and um, she messaged me to say that she was going to go see somebody that she had dated quite some time ago. Um, on her way to her new job. And um, I think this person's remarried, right? Or not remarried, but married, either married or had a fiance. One of the two.
1: Yeah. I think at the time she had a fiance.
0: Yeah. And so she's like, I want to go see this person. She's just a friend now, but I did date her in the past, but now she has a fiance. She's like, this is where we're going to meet. And if you're not comfortable with it, I don't have to do it. And none of those things had I asked for like she she knew my story, she knew how I had experienced betrayal and how I had some trust issues and she just offered those things up and um and it's really been um a constant thing of her to really be committed to helping me um feel safe and and reassure me and my safety whenever I need it. Um and then the last thing that I would point out here and then I'll turn it over to you Melanie is um you know, as as time went on, and we were together for longer, and I moved in with her, um, you know, as any couple does, we started experiencing some conflict. <laughs> and um, whenever, early on, whenever I was hurt or upset, I would test her. She didn't know I was testing her, but I was testing her <laughs> and because i I needed to see that she would respond from a place. That was different than what I had experienced before in life. I needed to see that I didn't have to tell her what I needed, but that she could like go away and think about me and her and maybe what she did and what she said and how that would have impacted me. So basically empathy, right? (laughs) And then, um, and see how she would come back and what she would say and what she would do. And every time I was silent, um, and would wait for her to come back to me, she always came back having thought about what she had done or said, how it, how that had impacted me. And so that really, to me, set her apart from anything I had ever experienced in a romantic um, or intimate partnership. And that really helped me know that I was being loved well, at least what I consider being loved well. So. Nice. Yeah. Good job, babe. <laughs> 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 what about you? How, how, how would you say you knew you were being loved well? Um well to the first part of the
1: question the happy how did you know you were happy versus telling yourself you should be happy um You had some experience in that before, didn't you?
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like probably the large majority of my dating experiences I spent a lot of the time trying to convince myself that um because I I had dated some very good people mm-hmm. that had a lot of qualities that i liked and just wanted to want to be with them mm. and so mm-hmm. i think that was a big thing that i noticed that i wasn't trying to convince myself into something mm-hmm. that it just felt good and that i actually like wanted
0: a future with you it was mm-hmm. was a big thing for me yeah um, i mean duh <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you got too serious. I Obviously. needed to crack a joke. Obviously. <laughs> so that was the happy. Yeah. yeah. And um, the being loved well
1: part. Um, I guess if we're talking about early on, I think it really blew me away that you drove out to, you know, that four hour drive mm-hmm. um, a couple times when I only had one day off. Yeah. And you drove four hours there and then four hours back just to spend my day off with me. Like I felt. Super, super loved by that um there's a laundry list of other things that you Aww. did in the beginning, um but that's probably the thing that stands out to me that was kind of the first thing that made me feel like you are willing to um. Go to lengths, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> to, to show your love for me.
0: I mean, for those of you who are in the know, you know, and for those of you who don't know, I'll just tell you that um, in in lesbian relationships, there are a few stereotypes. One of them has something to do with a U-Haul. <laughs> <laughs> the other one has something to do with how far lesbians are willing to go to be in relationship with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and um I don't necessarily identify as a lesbian, however, that's the type of relationship I am currently in. And um we definitely fit a couple of those stereotypes. <laughs> and that's one of them, yeah. I think, willing to to go to literal distances yeah. to um to be with the person that and a you a literal u haul well, yeah. like six months in or something. Yeah, yeah. Um okay, and next next question. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see the question again from my listener is what would you say are the most important things to work on to someone who is trying to have an amazing meaning, fulfilling, healthy, et cetera, intimate partnership. So for me that, I mean, both as a coach, but just experientially values work for me. Um, again, before I met Melanie, I had dated a few people in which, I was not really enjoying myself. I was not being loved well i was not I was not appreciated or valued or respected to the level that I felt I really should be uh but I was making concessions and different things like that. I wasn't clear on where my bar was set, and um it was after that that i I got really clear on what my bar, where I wanted it to be based on my values and not necessarily our mutual values, although we do have quite a a lot of shared mutual values about how we want to live life, what's important to us. What I mean is what's most valuable to me in an intimate partner or in an intimate partnership. Like I needed to know those things, um, in order to know where I would set my bar in order to know if someone met that bar or not. Um, and that's what also helps keep us from making concessions. And, um, so yeah, so I was finally like, I finally said, fuck that. I'm going to raise my bar. And I did. And then I met Melanie within two weeks, I think after I had that very real, um, shifting moment for myself. And, um, in fact, it's, it was so the values work and is such an important part of my life. Um, that the Melanie and I actually took turns proposing to each other and she proposed first and then I proposed second. And we have this piece of art hanging in our house. Um, beautiful, huge, uh, piece of art where, um, we spent, I don't know, probably at least a couple hours creating the base layer of this painting by writing all of the values that we wanted to infuse into our relationship together. And then we, we put the layers over it and it's a, it's a beautiful piece of art. So hands down, that's, that's the thing I would say is get clear on your values. What would you say to that? What's something you would say to somebody?
1: Well, I think kind of similar to you before I like I had a little break before I started dating again. And it was the first time in my life that I had spent like really any significant length of time, not actively trying to find a partner. Mm. Um, and in that time I just like focused on myself and focused on like doing things that made me happy. Mm. Um, so I, I think after having that, Period of time where it was kind of just me. Um, I feel like it helped me to bring a little bit more into the relationship. I think also that's probably the times that we're doing the best is when I'm taking care of myself.
0: Mm, yeah. Best. Yeah. So. Good answer, babe. I feel like family feud. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we another just, put an audio clip in I know, right? In. Yeah. yeah um okay next question um how does gaslighting show up in your relationship yeah so for me i think that we're both really mindful of it i mean i make up i don't know for sure but i make up melanie has learned a bit about it um and how to be more mindful about it being in a relationship with me is that accurate
1: yeah yeah i didn't think about gaslighting that much before meeting you right
0: and now she'll point it out when we see it in a TV show. <laughs> she'll be like, gaslighting, babe. I'm like, that's right, babe. Good job. Um, but So so we're both really mindful of it. You know, I, people by now should know that um, I take this dance that everyone gaslights. And in any relationship, even a, even a healthy one. You know, if, if our fear is kicking in or attachment wounds or trauma triggers or all of these different things can cause us to revert back to old patterns, which for some of us it can be slightly gaslighty phrases, right? So I think both of us have been – um What's what's the word? We we both have done things like that. I wouldn't say very much, and I would say we're both really open to hearing from each other. Like, hey, that felt a little bit gaslighty, and then we'll be like, oh shit, sorry, like let me rephrase that. And I know for for myself, like I'll catch myself, like I'll say something, I'm like, oh wait, that was a little gaslighty, like let me say that Mm -hmm. different. Right? Have you you've heard me say that before? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I think as far as between the two of us, that's like the you know. The story of gaslighting. Um, h- however, <laughs> I think the bigger plate way that gaslighting shows up on our relationship is in my triggers. Um, so, not that Melanie will be doing something gaslighty, but it's kind of like for me, you know, when you've experienced trauma around certain things, you can have things that remind you of that trauma, even though it's not the same thing. Kind of like if somebody was in a car accident, and then they. You know, see a similar car to the one that hit them or something like that, right? Like you have these things and it reminds you of that trauma that you experienced. And so you have a trigger in that moment as if you were being re traumatized. And so that can happen for us. And um, I think uh, for me, <laughs> I'm better at it sometimes than others. Um, when, I'm, when I'm not great at it, I shut down and um, go into a trauma response. Um, because I am not feeling safe, I'll shut down. But when I'm better at it, I will I will say things and we'll try to talk it out and be like, hey, I need you to say this differently, or what did you mean by that? Because it sounds like this to me. And we'll use some of our conversation things that we've learned um to try to deal with it. But to me, that's how I see gaslighting showing up in our relationship. Is there any any other ways that you see it impacting our relationship? Well, I think it's harder for me to
1: when you point out that I have potentially done something gaslighty because I feel like being married to the gaslighting expert. Mm. Maybe it's some self-gaslighting that I feel like I like should never gaslight.
0: Oh or but it's like
1: human behavior being I know, but I'm just <laughs> I'm just riffing here. I know,
0: I know. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's a good riff game. Mm.
1: Um but I think also maybe – I think sometimes if you're in a bad mood, like, I think 100% of the time it's – like, in my mind, I feel like you wouldn't be in a bad mood if I – like, I probably did something that caused it. Mm. So that might be anxious attachment style versus yeah, self-gaslighting. That's, that's not yeah. gaslighting. I think, that's- I think it well, might be self-gaslighting. Self gaslighting. Like, yeah. like, my partner – like, shouldn't be in a bad mood. Right. Because being around me is so amazing.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the time. 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, when you first said, wait, when I get in a bad mood? I don't know really get in a bad mood. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Um, so I f- feel like that's a good segue into the next question, which is, how do y'all work through hard things? Um, So for me... Um. Really, the hardest things that you and I um, have had to work through, continue to have to work through, is my gaslighting and trauma triggers, and your attachment style issues. Yeah. Um. And so I think, you know, what we have done well um to work through the hard things i think we have both worked really hard at trying to be mindful of what each other has brought into the relationship so you know about my trauma you know about the things that trigger me um i wish that meant that both of us would never do things that like triggered each other's shit but we do because we're human um and i try to be mindful of the things that you know ding your attachment style stuff um so number one, we try to be mindful of each other. I think uh, one of the things I wrote down here is I think that you, baby, you, you do a really good job of asking me what I need when I feel triggered a large majority of the time. Again, not perfectly because nobody is perfect, but um, you're really good at that and you've always been really good at that. Um I try to work hard at staying present when I'm triggered. Um, we kind of established this early on. I, I kind of like space when I'm triggered or when I'm upset so that I can go and I can process my feelings and I can think about what I want to say and all these kind of stuff. And that would really trigger your attachment lens. Um, so I've tried to work hard at staying present, not not going off into my office and being by myself, but, um, you know, really asking for it when I need it, but also staying present for you. Um so I think one of the things that we do really well is we're, we talk a lot <laughs> to try to sort through our stuff. Um, and I think as we've learned about each other, we've tried to keep track of the things that the other person needs. And I know both of us have even taken the time to write, in de- to write down little sayings, um, both to say to ourselves when we're feeling distress or conflict or any of that kind of thing, um, and things to say to each other to help. Um, to help nurture that connection, even in the midst of conflict. Again, even though we don't do it perfectly, um, we try. And then the last thing that I put down is, and I think this is so important for everybody to hear is that we've not shamed ourselves when we need outside help, because sometimes you need outside help to sort through things. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What would you add into there of how do we work through hard things?
1: I think you do a really great job of, all of those things above. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're definitely still learning about each other and about little things like different ways we can say something Mm -hmm. that feels better to the other person, but has the same meaning Mm -hmm. um, and what the other person needs when they're upset and stuff like that. So we're Mm -hmm. definitely in progress learning about each other, Mm -hmm. but I think we're both really committed
0: to um, figuring it out. Yeah. We're still pretty, young, pretty young to our relationship. Yeah. Um, uh, we just had our two year wedding anniversary. So Woohoo. yeah, <laughs> it's still pretty, still pretty new at learning how to work through conflict with each other and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But I think the message I would want both for ourselves and for my listeners is that I think they're one of the biggest things that has really been a resounding difference for me is I'm not carrying the load when it comes to trying to work through our conflict. Like Melanie shows up equally. Um, she'll, again, she'll go away and she'll figure out like, okay, I think these are some things. What do you think about this? What do you think about doing this? What do you think if I said this, um, you know, willing to go get books or schedule a a session with a therapist or, you know, all of these different things like that was not the case. Um, in other relationships. Right. And I think that is the important thing. Like if you're with somebody that's, um, an actual intimate partner, they partner, right. They show up with reciprocity and that includes during conflict. Um, and, and again, that doesn't mean that each person can't have time to go away. It means when they come back, they come back being fully present and equally invested in trying to repair and make things better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Last question. How does it feel to truly be supported in what you do instead of being seen as either competition or a trophy? Again, this is a question submitted by one of my listeners. Um, For me, I would say a few different things. Um, Early on, I remember having this epiphany about how absolutely secure I felt, uh, something I hadn't really known in close to a decade. And I was driving randomly somewhere and I'm like, I just knew the second half of my life was going to be better than the first half of my life. Um, I think, boy, this one was probably only about three months ago, maybe four months ago. I was going for a run and I was listening to a guided meditation while I was running multitasking (laughs) and um, I can't remember what the prompting was in the guided meditation, but I, all of a sudden was very aware of the ground beneath my feet and about how I didn't question whether it could hold me, if it was going to crumble beneath my feet. Like I knew that it could take the pounding of me running on it and, you know, it wasn't going to shift like any, like I I was absolutely convinced of how solid it was. And, um, and, and I really connected that to, how I feel with Melanie and her, the support that she gives me. And, and I remember coming home and being like, Hey babe, you know that song, the wind beneath my wings. Well, you're better because (laughs) you're the ground beneath my feet, (laughs) which can sound really bad. But actually what it means is like, to me, you know, wind comes and goes. Right. And it's like these, these highs or lows or different things. And I felt like for me, that's, that might be fun and exhilarating, but what, what I, need what helps me thrive personally is is the kind of support that makes me feel like I have certainty and that the ground beneath my feet. Like I don't have to worry about whether or not the support is going to crumble and be gone the next day. Like I know it's consistent and it's going to be there. And so for me, um, that has helped me to feel just a level of freedom that I have never known before in my life. Um I've never known support like this. I've had people support me in different areas like my parents or my friends or colleagues, you know, saying they're my biggest fans or whatever. But but Melanie, first of all, she supports me in every area of my life every single one, my podcast, she helps me with my SEOs, <laughs> she supports me with my kids, my fitness goals, my body image struggles, like every area of my life, she supports me. Um, and even my my silly wild side things like riding on my scooter, like everything she supports me in. Um, second, I, I can tell that it's from this place in her where she not only wants to see me succeed, but believes that I will. And so it's just really helped me feel like I can do anything that I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. What about you? Do you have anything to add to that?
1: Um, I loved all of that. Thanks for sharing all of that. Okay. So the question says, instead of being seen as either competition or a trophy. Yeah. I feel I, I've, Feel like I'd be fine feeling like you're
2: <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> you're the winner. This is I, what you, you win. Right. <laughs> circle back around to uh-huh. the competitive. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all that might not be a great uh question for Melanie to answer because she likes competition. Um so yeah. Yeah, yeah I do feel like I love that I won out over all
1: of the other potential mm. ladies or whoever online. Yeah, yeah, you did. I did. You did.
0: Um, all right. So no deconstruction zone today. Um, it's going to go straight into a very tiny short set your alarm. Um, to me, if there was a takeaway from this episode, other than, um, inviting my listeners in to get to know me more and hopefully hear some things that inspire you in your relationships, um, there would be any takeaways I'd love for you to have, it would be to don't make concessions or settle in your relationships. Know your minimums and be mindful of the self-gaslighting of things like I want too much or other limiting beliefs. And then know, please know that you deserve to be loved well too. Thank you, my dear listeners, for joining me and Melanie on our date night. We hope you enjoyed getting to know us a little bit and maybe found some inspiration for setting the bar higher in your own relationships. And remember, it's not about becoming who you want to be. It's about awakening to all that you are. Bye for now.
2: We got stars